Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit! I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! calling this round two are we already it's deja vu sir <laughs> hey every episode every episode there's yeah. always something that's not always true well we don't always it's talk us- about it it's usually when you're running the show and pk is in here hey listen when pk was running the show last week he's pushing buttons on the soundboard they're firing 45 seconds later yeah, i don't know what was up no that. one is perfect all right it's too bad because that was uh we set that bit up really well you and- did i was he I mean, and I set it up, and it was like, oh, this is going to be really funny. And then it was like, and go. Yeah, and then it just... Nothing. Nothing. Hey, Awful. You took the wind out of your own sails. That's it. Yep. Burned well, my own boat. Yeah. Oh, that's a lovely shirt. I don't think I've seen that shirt uh, oh, from your collection, yeah, sir. Is... Shirt punch, tea, fury... Something, something. Red bubble. Everyone getting a piece of the action. Yeah, everybody's getting an Arrow shirt. It's an older one, too. It's probably like season two Arrow. I don't think I've seen that one. Maybe I have. Maybe it's just been like seven years. Well, it takes a while to cycle through them all. Uh, That's true. You know, if I alternate between uh, Arrow Green Arrow shirts and uh, Serenity-themed shirts, I probably have enough to go a year. That's a lot of shirts. Without washing. I'm just saying. Damn. I think you should wash, though. No, I mean, but like, you know, once a year, I just do the, all the shirts at once. Oh, you meant the laundry. Right. Yeah, oh, I yeah. thought, never mind. No, not myself. No, I try to wash myself at least once a day. At least. At least. That's good. Well, you know, I'm Italian, so. It's, so at least is, is at least the, yeah, that you should if, do. If I, don't, if I don't shower at least once a day, I start producing olive oil around hour 16. So PK is not with us. Clearly. This evening. Because this thing is already hitting the wall. You're also getting the show a day early. Oh, did you decide this that was week. the way? Well, well, if we're going to move it officially, yeah. 
Why not move it officially? All right. I mean, I'm good with that. I was just saying. I think, oh. in theory, uh-huh. from now on, you'll be getting the shows on Tuesday night, Wednesday mornings instead of Wednesday night, Thursday mornings. How that, about we say it that way? You know, what I was thinking, though, when, when we moved the taping day was, hey, yeah. here's some more time that OG can spend editing the show. Yeah, no, because PK does it all before he leaves. I know. I not, keep Not today, though. I, I shut the door. I lock it from the outside. Right. And I move a dresser in front of the door. And he knocks three times when he's done, and then I let him out. That seems fair. That's the, well. That's how it hand. That's that's how we keep him, because you know otherwise, just take the computer Zing. and run. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it doesn't yeah. it doesn't hurt that you put that ankle bracelet on him. Well, you know the tracker one. I, I've I've learned through the years you need multiple. Oh yeah. Fail safes. You know Absolutely. what I mean. Absolutely. All right. This is episode four hundred and seventy six. Despite what the prep sheet might say. <laughs> Prep sheet not agreeing with you. We are calling this one, Oh, the Horror. Oh, yes. Because, well. Lots of scary things in the news. Yeah. Um, The first scary thing in the news. Before before I say this, we know you don't want to hear us bash the DC Cinematic Universe anymore. So all we're going to say this week. What? Was there comments to that? Of course, there's always comments. Oh, come on. The only thing we're going to... After we actually talked about the things we liked about the movie. I even made sure we did that first. I know. Um, no, you know what happened was I, I put a tweet on the social media, um, I think it was earlier today or yesterday, and I said, um, in sitting back and reflecting upon the entire DC Cinematic Universe, the best film they put out so far was the first Suicide Squad trailer. <laughs> oh, wow. No, uh, I like one. I like Wonder I Woman better I than the Suicide I was being... You were poking the bear. I was being a little bit silly. That's all. Okay. No, I'm, I'm separating Wonder Woman out. Because it's so good, I just want it to be on its own. Uh, it's, too, it's not going to happen. Bad. It's too not bad you want that. But um, but we will just say that the that the box office is now, they still have not broken $200 million domestically. Unbelievable. They have just eked out past half a billion, including international sales. Did you, uh, did you get a number for the drop-off in week three? Um, I do have a number for the drop off in week three. Oh boy, I I you know I've been anticipating uh, this uh, percentage drop off uh, for the entire week, waiting to hear. So Friday to Friday was a seventy two percent drop off oh. from last Friday to this Friday. Oh, seventy two percent. So it went fifty six to seventy two. Correct. The movie's a bomb. Um, there the there actually was. Uh, the drop off from Saturday to Saturday was fifty two percent. Okay, and the drop off from Sunday to Sunday was forty seven percent. The drop off Monday to Monday well, we've was forty five percent. We've been doing Fridays though. Yeah, so right, so seventy two percent. Yeah, I drop. mean, if you if you look at the if you look at the opening, if you look at the weekend overall, you're looking at I don't know, you're looking at about a fifty percent drop off. If you average it out, it's about a fifty percent drop off from Again. last weekend. Again, right? Wow. So you had you had uh, a fifty percent drop off the first weekend, 56. or just over a fifty percent drop off the first weekend. Well, if you average it out, you had about a fifty percent drop off. Oh, the first oh weekend, I see what right? you're doing. Maybe a little over fifty, maybe yeah. like fifty-five. Right. And then you had an additional fifty percent this weekend. Jeez. Maybe a little higher. Maybe it's actually it's probably closer to fifty-five or sixty, fifty-six. Jeez. So yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah. So, there you go. There's your Justice League update for the week. It's it's an update. I mean, I I just can't. It's so bad. I know. And it was the best DC universe. But you know what? 
I mean, let's call it what it is. Now, I have a friend of mine, John. He and I agree on most things. He liked Justice League. Lots of people liked it. And I haven't had the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with him sure. to say, well, what did you like? Sure. But uh, I'm looking forward to And I'll have that conversation of with course. anyone. Of you course. know, I'll say what I liked. I said it last week. I, I thought it was important. We said what we liked right sure. out of the gate. Hey, did you like something about Justice League? Give us a call at the GVM line. Uh, 201-730-BKGS. It's 201-730-2547. Yes. So, um, uh, yeah, and you can let us know uh, what you think, and um, you may hear yourself in an upcoming episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, where we are bashing the DC um, Cinematic Universe. I feel like we put that question out there last week as well. If you like the Justice League. Um, and we got no voicemails this week regarding Poof. the Justice League. So that's not saying that you didn't like it. That's just saying you're lazy and didn't call. Call and defend your movie. That's all I'm saying. If I mean, if you like if it you liked that it. much. If yeah. you liked it. And if, if I, you, you know, whatever, I don't, we'll play it. I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And I, I, I struggle. I have had a conversation or two with people who have liked it. And I just don't, I just don't get it. So we're not going to spend any more time on it. We don't want to upset anybody. All whole the, episode, all the, whole episode, just saying. I just don't. We, get it. we don't want to upset the delicate DC snowflakes. Yes, so we're going to certainly don't. We're going to. You're all on. getting gold medals, we're, so we're, we're moving on. No, you're come on, all winners. Look, I, look, if you liked it, that's great. I'm really happy that you liked it. I personally did not care for it, but it wasn't my least favorite out of all of them. So there's that. Oh, that's a good one. No, well, not with Green Lantern floating around out I, there. Discounting Green Lantern because uh -huh. Green Lantern is not actually part of this. Uh. Right, we're, we're not going to have this argument. So, discounting Green Lantern, uh -huh. Green Lantern was supposed to be part of it, you and can, it tanked. You can discount Green Lantern; that's fine. Um, it was not my least favorite. I hated Man of Steel way worse than this. Oh yeah, that's like, true. The only thing I hated worse than Man of Steel, I think, might ended up might have ended up being Suicide Squad, yeah, which like... is sad because I really had high hopes for Suicide Squad, especially after that trailer. Um, so I would go Suicide Squad, Man of Steel. BVS, Justice League, Wonder Woman. So there you go. I liked Justice League second best. Would Green Lantern be the bottom if you considered it part of as I do? Uh, you do, but DC doesn't, so I don't know why you do. I, I mean, they um, can, but you know, it's, but uh, it's, I, sure, it would be the bottom, I guess. You know, it's it's Marvel at least is owning their failures. They know that Inhumans was a failure. They're not, they're not like, it wasn't part of the universe. Yeah, but, but the first Hulk movie wasn't part of the universe. It was an attempt. Which, which Hulk movie? You mean the Ang Oh, that, yeah, the Ang I guess it one? was. Yeah, I guess it was. The Ang Lee one wasn't. But no, the Ang Lee was not right. So, yeah, okay. But they, so, weren't, they weren't trying to create a cinematic universe. That was like 20 years ago. I understand that. But DC has said that Green Lantern did not reboot the universe. That's fine. So you, you they can't They said it, it after it tanked. Okay. Before it tanked, they it, said it, they were hoping this is that it was the, the beginning okay. of well. But so, when they relaunched so when again it, with I, Man of Steel, I got you. What okay. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's just retroactive. They, after it failed, well, then it's not part. Right, but then yeah, but after it failed, we got the entire Dark Knight trilogy, which also was not part of that universe. That was not after Green Lantern. Okay, was it in the middle of Green Lantern? No, I think two of them were probably before Green Lantern. I think. Okay. I think Green Lantern was probably between the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. Okay. I, I'm just, I, I, I just, if DC doesn't include it, I don't include it. That's I, fine. I see no reason to include it. I, I, it's, it's silly, in my opinion, to include it. But let's okay. move forward. All right. Oh, the horror. 
new Sabrina series is getting picked up. Um, it's gotten a two season order over at Netflix. This was originally supposed to be a direct tie in to Riverdale. It's the same right. creative team. Um, uh, Riverdale had already started setting it up a little bit. Right. Um, that's not to say that maybe it won't still be tied in in some way, shape or form. Um, but as of right now, it is not, or at least we don't know. I, I should say we don't know. I, we should say that the, um, the comic book that I think is still running or, or did run a couple years back, the chilling adventures of Sabrina reimagined the entire character as a horror character. Cause if you remember, Sabrina was kind of a, um, a good witch. Yeah. And she was kind of silly, but, but you know, she was tongue in cheek. I mean, if you've ever read a uh, friend of this programs, uh, uh, Fernando Ruiz, if you've ever read die kitty die, uh-huh. that's kind of a play on Sabrina in, in a weird way. I mean, it's a play on that whole RG vibe in general, but come out, come out wherever you are. Uh, this is also not tied into, uh, that Melissa Joan Hart project. Correct. Even though that project was really popular, it was, it was on for years, a good number of seasons. Oh yeah, it got it, it was on long enough for her to go to college and do the college years. Yeah, where she true. took the black cat with her, mm-hmm. and the ants just became like I, I, I'm visitors. Not, I'm not as familiar as yeah. you are, apparently. Um, I I watched a few episodes of it. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I think. I think Kate might have watched it as well, to be quite honest with you. For half a while, witch, but. half mortal. Um, let's talk about, or let's move forward then. Um, Masters of the Universe, which kind of explains why we. So this is the second horror piece well, of tonight's program. I'm okay with this. You, you, you're, you're declaring this a horror. It doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Did you see the first movie? Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. The, Dolph the same, Lundgren movies never don't work. It's irrelevant who plays him. Okay. The point is, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work as a movie. Why because, doesn't it work as a movie? Because the aesthetic, you cannot achieve the aesthetic in a movie. If you did pure fantasy, right? why couldn't it work? Because the aesthetic... Because pure fantasy doesn't work in 2017? No, not, the, not the pure fantasy part of it. That's not the part I have a problem with. Okay. There's a certain aesthetic associated with Masters of the Universe. Okay. They cannot achieve that aesthetic. What is the aesthetic and why can't they achieve the, it? The way that the characters look, the way that everything looks. They can't, like Skeletor, no matter what you do, he looks ridiculous. You could CGI him. Why can't you? Or at least his face. I, but that's what I'm talking about. Even his face, even even his face as CGI yeah. is still going to look ridiculous. I, in 2017, where we have all of these films. Yeah. With all of this amazing CGI. Absolutely. 100%. All played by Andy Serkis or Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't see why you can't. If it's done well with with a real budget and right. not some fucking Steppenwolf bullshit, I don't see why you can't do it. I don't see why you can't do it. You're not supposed to bash. I'm not bashing the film. I'm bashing the, the, the effects. <laughs> I'm not bashing the film. Just the part of it I don't like. No, the effects were... Even people I know that liked the movie... Even people I've talked to online that liked the movie agreed to a certain degree that those effects were pretty shoddy. Okay. I'm just saying, in a in a world where we have all these crazy superhero movies right. with crazy no, looking characters. I, I don't paint disagree. Dave Batista blue. Yeah. And give him a but, CGI face. But you know what? That but you know, like on the one hand, yeah. 
I agree with you. We have done, we, they have done amazing things with the characters that we are familiar with. However, that said, all of those movies, particularly the Marvel ones, have maintained the aesthetic of the source material. I feel, and maybe I'm the only one that feels this, if you feel it or don't feel it, GVM line, 201-730-2547, I don't feel that they can achieve the aesthetic of this of this franchise okay. in live action film. I just it no matter what it's going to look ridiculous. That's just my opinion. And I understand yeah. nobody wants to go back and look at the the Dolph Lundgren movie. I get that. But let's forget it's Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella who I believe yeah. was Skeletor. Let's forget who the actors are. Let's forget the fact that the script was garbage. Okay. Let's put those little points aside yeah, you for have one to put second. Those let's aside. only look at the aesthetic of the movie. Okay. It doesn't it just doesn't work. But also hold on, if we're going to compare it though, okay. that movie tried to do something that never existed in the source material. They tried to like bring it into modern times. Huh? Yeah, and, like, I know. Skeletor was that like JC Penny yeah, and shit yeah, like I, you, <laughs> you can't like uh, I understand on yeah. so many levels why right. that was an abysmal failure. But I, I think it. that if you take just the Masters of the Universe uh-huh. in the Masters of the Universe world uh-huh. and try to translate it in 2017. We have a movie where all the characters are talking apes fighting a war. Yeah. I think you can do it. Okay. I think the, I think we have the ability to do high fantasy with these characters. Okay. Right. I mean, because aside from Skeletor and and like Beastman, I guess, a lot of the other characters, you could sort of you could do a lot of practical effects and makeup with those characters. Sure. I mean, even Lucas and Disney are doing some great. I understand this is not Lucas and Disney that's doing this, but 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 there are other examples out there where there are film there are film studios putting out high quality movies with great effects. I guess we'll see. And that's all. That's all. Anyway, and I, we should say we're talking about this because David Goyer is the one that's on point to uh, direct the film, right? And I like David Goyer. He's got a hell of a track record. Well. He's got a pretty good tracker. He got some. He got a Man of Steel is in there, but <laughs> but the Dark Knight trilogy was pretty strong overall. He um, also directed the worst Blade movie. But even the worst Blade movie was was better than a lot of other things. I, it was it was bad, but it was bad compared to the other two. I didn't hate Trinity. He did a number of episodes of the Star series Da Vinci's Demons. That is correct. Which were terrible. Um, and um, uh, he's done a couple of other things, but. I don't know. I, I yeah, don't. We'll see. I don't. I don't hate the idea if it's done right. I like the Masters of the Universe property. Um, it is not the first property that I would like to see done from that period of time. I mean, I, I, I there are other films that I I would like to see them tackle. What? That long dead that 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 one that popped its head up and died like a hundred Thundercats. I think could potentially work. Voltron, which is also still floating around out there, I think could work. Although I don't know if the new series kind of screws the movie, but Silverhawks, Silverhawks could work. It's a little more obscure, but I think it could work. We know Silverhawks, yeah, right. But Silverhawks does not have the same clout that Voltron, Thundercats, He Man, Galaxy Rangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there are properties out there. Is the point? <laughs> All right. Who's that other? What was the other space cowboy one besides Galaxy Rangers? What was it? Oh, oh wow. Well, it's Star not Blazers? Bla- no, no, no. Well, Star Blazers has been done. And yeah. actually, you know what's funny that you say that? Um, but let me b- b- just put a pin in that for yeah. one second. Um, 
I can't remember what it's called now, but I remember he had a white hat and tan. Like the toys were kind of interesting. Okay, I it's not Brave Star. Is it oh, Brave it, Star? it was Brave Star. Yeah, Brave Star. S T A R R. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was almost confusing it with Black Star. No, from the eighties, which was a ripoff of so many things. I don't even know where Peter to begin. Star, yeah. <laughs> um. So, but uh, yeah, Brave Star was the one I was thinking of. Uh, back to the pin, Star Blazers. Yeah. Very interesting note on Star Blazers. Okay. In Japan, mm-hmm. they have redone the cartoon. Okay. So the Star Blazers from the 80s, which if you've never seen you it. You should see it. Is an amazing, epic, definitely not for the 8, 9, 10, or whatever year old you were when you saw it. I yeah. mean, it was a, it was, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it was adult science fiction, but it was definitely more mature science fiction sure. than any of the shows we just mentioned. Absolutely. It was phenomenally epic. Um, but in Japan, they have literally remade those stories. Like they're re Like they're telling, redoing them from scratch. Yeah, like redoing them. So they're I'm Voltroning at, them. Well, sort of. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But so I'm at Chiller recently, which I don't remember that we talked about that I was there or not. I can't. I, I think we did. I was there, and one of those guys who sells all the Japanese uh-huh. uh, films and everything, uh, where I finally got my copy of King Kong versus Godzilla. Yep. Anyway, so he, I was like, "What are these?" And he's like, "Because he had the DVDs." I'm like, "What are these?" And he goes, "Oh, they're remaking the entire series." And I'm like, "What?" And I bought all, all of them. Of them that, that was they available had at the time, yeah, yeah, but they're not they're not done. They're like, let's call it. They're probably like a third of the way through right. the second season, which is the Comet Empire, uh, for those of you purists. Um, and it's phenomenal. That's awesome. Like, it's in Japanese yeah. with yeah, subtitles. Right. Mm, I'm used to the English, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, it was really well done. It's it's interesting that you. I watch uh, the shows on out. the Crunchyroll once in a while. I read the subtitles. It happens. I mean, not Star Blazers. I don't think that's on right. Crunchyroll, but uh, that should be on Crunchyroll. It, I, maybe it is. I haven't mm. looked for it. What uh, what other horrible things do we have in the prep sheet? Well, let's let's go back to let's stick with horror for a little bit. We're All right, skip around a little bit. So uh, Ridley Scott it's, said it's uh, page two. OG. Yes, it is page two. Ridley Scott said that the third Alien prequel will have less alien and more robot. His exact quote are: uh, "We are going to make another." Uh, I think that when, uh, what we have to do is gradually drift away from the alien stuff. People say, you need more alien. You need more face pulling. You need more chest bursting. So I put a lot of that in Covenant, and it fitted nicely. But I think if you go again, you need to start finding another solution that's more interesting. I think AI is becoming much more dangerous and therefore more interesting. Uh, no. What? I mean, yeah, AI is dangerous. But that's a whole different movie. The that's movie is not... called Alien. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, well it isn't. Well, I mean, I but, guess but it you is. know what I mean. But yeah. this is, but that that that's, but that's what these, these, that's what this portion of the film universe is about. You know, so you got to do one more film, maybe right. wrap up the alien, no, get part get of it or to, something. Get it to LV four twenty six, which is where alien, where where the first alien is found, right? By Sigourney Weaver's character. And then at least you're caught up to that part. Sure. Right? And then why don't you go make a prequel that cleans up anything that came after Alien 3? Exactly. And if you want to give me crap about Alien 3, give me a call at the GVM line, 201-730-BKGS. Because I still maintain Alien 3 was a terrific film. They took the formula that 
you know, they kind of used for the two previous movies and turned it totally on its head, I felt. I felt it was really well done. I don't understand everybody's beef is with that movie. The fourth one was fucking garbage. Yeah, that was garbage. Garbage, garbage, garbage. Piece of fucking garbage. All right, let's stick with some more horror. I think we have one more horror-y thing. All right. Or maybe two, and then we'll take a break. How about that? We'll come back with less horror-y stuff. Oh. All right. Uh, The New Mutants poster uh, dropped today. Or um, and also a couple of very short, like animated gifs um, about some of the characters also hit. Okay. The poster, of course, has a, a strong horror feel to it. It's just like a white. It's like a solid, like off white poster, right? With sort of the characters' faces like pushing through oh, it in a horror yeah. way. Um, we've talked about this before, um, and I've had heated conversation with it be- to, with people before. People don't understand why they're trying to go. For a horror angle with this. Um, and I, I've said that New Mutants has always been a little bit off the reservation, especially with the influence of Bill Sienkiewicz's art. Right. I thought it always had a dark kind of horror tone to it. Right. Um, and I think it's interesting for them to try to examine that and, and give us something that's a bit more horror driven. And I'm okay with it. It certainly will reflect the tone of the book in the first bunch of issues that Sienkiewicz did. And he came on early in the run, too. I don't think he was issue one. No. But he came on real early in the run, He though. was He was working on it while Chris Claremont was working on it, wasn't he? I don't care. I think was the two he? of them were working uh, on it together. Claremont. Um, but his art, was, his art had a, a very specific tone and vibe yeah. and feel to it. And I think, I think if they go with that, overall tone for the film i think you'll end up with a pretty good property you know and and you can see kind of if you watch the trailer and stuff you can also kind of see a little bit of the direction which is kind of you know they're bringing them together for the first time and you don't know who's there you don't know who you know like if if you look at it from the sort of a generic horror movie sense they're kind of all trapped in a house something is scaring them or trying to get them and it could be one of them for all you know it could be anything i mean just seems like uh, it seems like a different yet interesting direction. I don't know if it'll work. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But at least they're trying stuff. That's good. Well, you know, the, while they are still owned by 20th Century Fox. We'll talk about that next week because we don't know where that is right now. But no, we're, we're about did, four months away from this movie hitting the theaters. Hold on. you. Th- it, was, it is not confirmed. They was, said the announcement is coming next week. I know, but it was in the news yesterday. Mm-hmm. That Disney has reemerged Correct. as the lead and likely buyer right. of 20th Century Fox. Right. But what, what I read today was that if there's going to be an announcement, it won't be until the beginning to middle of next week. Sure. So we'll see. Um, the and characters long, that we know. Well, and how long do you think until they announce FF for I don't, Who knows? Four? Who knows? Soon. But, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting because they're going to get a lot of properties. I saw oh, yeah. someone today said that they're going to get – they'll get the Simpsons catalog. Which, because yes, that's that, yep. right? Mm-hmm. TV. Um, and all I can think to myself is, oh, poor Universal. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> poor Universal. Gonna because the Mar- they're losing the Marvel rights, the theme park stuff. They're losing the rights to that this year. This year. Yeah. So, Simpson, maybe I'll have a couple years on it, and then that'll peter out, too. Um, the characters that are going to appear in New Mutants will be Magic, Wolfsbane, um, Cannonball, um, Daniel Moonstar, Sunspot, um, Warlock, 
and Dr. Cecilia Reyes. So, uh-huh. so there you go. That's the an interesting thing, group. That I think we could talk about in the horror vein. You know, Did, can I can I just comment yeah, on your course. Universal thing, which which yeah. I thought was really funny. Maybe can Universal can get their fucking act together, yeah. and start Harry Pottering the rest of that park. Yeah, well, I mean, because if they did that, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be a like a, a what seems to me like a gang war every time you try to go into that area. Of they're the park. gonna they need to do something because it's ridiculous. Yeah. But if they're going to lose this and they're going to lose that and they don't expand the Potter part of the park, they're stupid. Of course. And there's so much still to come from the Potter universe. So Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> did you watch the trailer by any chance for Batman Ninja? I, I did. I like it. Eh. I kind of thought it looked really cool. This, of course, is um, the trailer dropped from Warner Brothers Entertainment. This is coming to Japanese movie theaters sometime in 2018. We don't know when we're going to get a U.S. release of it. But it's there's no official plot description for it. But if you watch <laughs> the trailer, it kind of looks like Batman somehow lands in feudal Japan. And he might be a fish out of water and that he knows he's in feudal Japan. Really? But nobody else does because like cat, you see Catwoman, poison Ivy, right. the Joker is the big bad. Yeah. You see Robin, you see uh red hood. You see, I feel like I'm missing. Something. Bunch oh, you see Alfred, um, two face, two face. Yeah. Harley so Quinn, even gorilla Grodd. Yeah. Gorilla Grodd and a surprising cameo. I don't know. I think it looks, it looks completely nuts and bizarre and weird and if you think of it as a complete sort of Elseworlds type story, then that's okay. Uh, I wonder if Tamashi Nations is going to get the... Uh... Either that or who, who, what's the other company that puts out the... Um, who puts out all those those weird inspired Batman pieces? That's not Tamashi Nations, is it? What weird inspired? Remember there was there was wasn't there like a samurai one? Uh, There was a really weird one. Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of those. No, there was one. There was one that was like a Spartan one. I think was the best one. That's uh, Play Arts. Play Arts Kai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they put them out, but uh, but Tamashi Nations is the one that's doing all the samurai stuff. They are, but they're for Marvel and and uh, Star Wars and Star Wars. But I'm wondering if because Play Arts Kai already has a DC license and they've already done these weird inspired pieces. Yeah. That it be. might land with, but I'll be honest with you. Some of those figures look really good from them too. So they, there's that Spartan one is still kind of like in the back of my head. Like if I ever saw one yeah. cheap, I might pick it up. One of my favorite ones from them was uh, it was one of the Robin ones actually. Oh, and there was a Cowboy Batman one, wasn't there too? He had like a really like flowy cloak, and it was real angular. Maybe I, I, I want to say was it a coat or a duster. I mean, I, I think it was a duster. Duster, right? Yeah, it was a duster. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. I remember, that and it was like that. three years ago we saw it, so it's been a couple of years. I have, I have at least one piece of that in my collection, but it's not Batman. It's Rorschach. It's Rorschach, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, they're they're good toys, but yeah, yeah, I'd be happy if they got the license yeah. if they did a good job with it. It's hard though because those Tamashi Nation pieces are so damn good. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Um, do you want to hit anything else before we take a break? I have a little bit of product for when we come back. But No, no, no. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So with that, Big Cab, we will take our first break. We will, OG. <laughs> we'll bring this episode, 475, no. No. to a break. Why is it that I can't go to a break differently once in a while? We have a format. Without you panicking. We have a format. We'll be right back. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, Joy Directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. This is David Naughton from An American Werewolf in London. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. You know what's hysterical? It's old school. This is the first drop that I ever got from, uh, from a celebrity for the program. And it's also... Oh no! Go ahead. Oh, it's the first one I ever edited. Also, so I was just having fun with it, and I was like, "Wow, this worked out really well." Then I thought to myself, three people know who David Naughton is on the planet, <laughs> and it's those three people who have seen American Werewolf in London." Because <laughs> David Naughton, other than American Werewolf in London, and the and the and this song, no, no, <laughs> and no, and not and not that song, and I'll tell you why in a second. But the Dr Pepper commercial, uh -huh. "I'm a Pepper, You're a Pepper," yeah. from God knows when the seventies that was. And uh, that song, actually, is actually David Naughton singing that song. It was actually supposed to be the theme song for a sitcom that I think they did a pilot for, and it never aired. Like, sometime in oh, the wow. late 70s or early 80s. That's pretty funny. Well, I think it would be, I think it's got to be late 70s, because the the only place, and this is the connection to, to me directly, yeah. sort of. The only place that song ever shows up, right? It didn't. It wasn't like a pop hit or anything like that. It's because, for some unbeknownst reason, I'm sure there's some studio connection here. It's in Meatballs <laughs> during the dance scene in Meatballs. Oh, like right. When they're having the dance, yeah, yeah. Like that's the song that they put on that Bill Murray and and I can't remember her name, Kate something. Yeah. Her name, and that they're dancing to. It's that song. That's like, pretty funny. Yeah, like, and that's the whole connection. It's just sort of a weird series of events, I guess. But during that break, you did hear from our sponsor, BuildR2D2.com. Uh, go over to BuildR2D2.com, and you can check out the one-half scale R2-D2 that you build. Now, you know, a droid like this, OG, with so many features, Wi-Fi enabled, projector, realistic droid movement, microphone and speaker extending arms video and still camera going to cost you probably thousands of dollars however thousands however you pay a little bit each month you put it together you have the satisfaction of building your own r2d2 one and two you're paying a little bit each month for a while and then you get the droid he's yours he does all these incredible things Go over to buildr2d2.com. Additionally, you're going to get the the magazine uh, that has all the uh, the sections in it: building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, and of course the detailed R2D2 uh, R2D2 assembly guide. Amazing. 
Check it out over at buildrgd2.com. Is there a phone number, OG? There sure is because it's 877-544-6779. And there you go. All right. Moving forward. Was that it? Sally Forth. Was there anything else we had to say there? No, that was it. That was was the kit and, dare I say, the caboodle. It was All all the things. It was all the things. All right, let's move forward. We have some more news to get to, some quick product, and yes. then we can uh, we can call it a day. Wonderful. James Franco and Simon Kinberg are teaming up for a multiple man movie, the latest film in the X Men spinoff movie verse. I'm okay with James Franco playing yeah. playing that character. He kind of works as Jamie Madrox. I kind of see that. It's it look. It's interesting. Also, the article says that Alan Heinberg, who wrote Wonder Woman, I think. Uh, is attached for the script. That's interesting. And yeah. Kinberg is currently in post-production with Dark Phoenix. Right. He's attached to produce. Right. So it's interesting. All these all these X-Men movies coming out. Uh-huh. Disney's licking their chops. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> someone is grilling Someone's steaks tonight. Getting money. First created by Len Wein, Chris Claremont, Aww. and John Buscema yeah. in the pages of Giant Size Fantastic Four number four. What happened to John Buscema? He, Len Wein passed away. Only recently. Right. Len Chris Claremont. Wait, did Len Wein pass away? Yeah, wasn't it earlier this year? I, I, I feel like it was earlier. I thought John Buscema died also. He I might have. I know Chris that. Claremont kind Chris of went Claremont, off the just, just his <laughs> just his career died. <laughs> Because he's terrible. He but, was so good for a while. You know, like, there was a window. He was really good for but, a while. He wrote you know some of my was? favorite X-Men Absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, totally. But you some know what it was? Some of the best X-Men stuff. But you know what it was? There was a window. And then at some point, he just started writing himself into a corner. Someone all the time. on the window. And then it was, and then it was oh, well, I got to bring somebody from the future back. Yeah. And, and if you look at the run of X-Men, how many times he wrote himself into a corner where he had to, the only solution was to bring a character from the future. Uh, was it Bishop created to solve a problem? Bishop was created <laughs> to solve a problem. There Great more, character, More characters. Way. I love Bishop. But, uh, so was uh, yeah. Rachel. Yep. Uh, Rachel, Rachel Summers. Summers was also created. It's... <laughs> Please. Anyway, um, I like Multiple Man. I like the character. I like James Franco. I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with that as a project. Yeah, I don't have any problem with that. All right, this next one is interesting. Quentin Tarantino has an idea for a Star Trek film. Oh, boy. Uh, and uh, him and J.J. Abrams are assembling a writer's room. Director Quentin Tarantino has an idea for a new Star Trek movie, and J.J. Abrams is putting together a writer's room for the project. Uh, This is according to an article that came out on Deadline. Sources say that Tarantino told his idea to Abrams, and writers will be gathered to work on the idea. If it comes to fruition, Tarantino could direct with Abrams producing at Paramount. There's currently no confirmation on the Star Trek movie idea from Paramount or from Tarantino. So, if it's some sort of... Weird, like, alternate crew, separate ship, right? misadventure, Tarantino style. I'd be okay with it. I like Tarantino. Right. I think I think historically, almost all of his films have hit pretty solid for me. Okay. Um, I, I can't picture Tarantino directing a mainstream core Star Trek film. Well, there'd have to be some of that in there, I would imagine. But again, that that universe... So, I see it this way. I see someone looking back and saying, the Star Trek universe is so rich, 
And there are so many things you can do with that universe. Especially in the reboot universe. Right. Why pigeonhole ourselves to the same handful of stories or attempts at stories? Why not really broaden our horizons? Hey, look, Disney's doing it. I'm pretty sure that's referred to as the Kelvin timeline. All right. I think. But uh, you know what I mean? Disney's doing all these things. There's room. There's room to play around in that universe. Tarantino's a complete lunatic, but... He knows how to write. He knows how to do some exposition. Did you say Disney? Yeah. They don't own this. No, no, no. I know. But what I, what I mean is if someone at Paramount right. is saying, well, we've got the other space franchise. Oh, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, I get you. We could play in a similar sandbox and expand upon. Right. They don't own it yet is what I should <laughs> right, say. <laughs> right. Well, no, but. The way yeah, things are going. Yeah, but yeah. 2019, the year of Paramount. <laughs> Disney's slowly taking over the world. That's really what's happening. Well, and uh, it, and pretty soon they'll be bought by Amazon. So, what else is here? Danger Girl movie is in development from Resident Evil producers um, over at... I'm not quite sure. Uh, where is it? Bolt Pictures and Universal Films. Yeah, so, so no one um, knows. So, um, Danger Girl. So, I think it's a good property. In 2017, if you have an action-led, female-driven property, right, I think it could work. No problem. I don't have any issue with it whatsoever. I don't know anything. I'm not comfortable with the studio that has it. That's number one. Um, and you there know, are not people. There are not women who are alive who could possibly be acceptably cast in this. I don't know. There's there's a couple people. I, I there's someone recently. I had this conversation with somebody. Right. It might have been in San Diego or someplace, but I was talking to somebody and we were talking about an actress we had just seen. And I can't remember who it was. And I was like, she would be the perfect Sydney Savage, which is the brunette right. from Danger Girl. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, Campbell clearly designs with a certain aesthetic, but. But what's her name? Um, Scarlett Johansson did a pretty good job putting on the bodysuit and encapsulating the look of Black Widow. I think there are people that can do it. Okay. But again, it's an interesting property. My, you know, my concern is, my concern is, uh-oh, Tomb Raider. Like, that's my concern. Yeah. As opposed to, this could be really good, uh-oh, Tomb Raider. Like, right. that's yeah. that's my thought process. So we'll have to follow this one. We'll have to see where it goes, how it develops, etc., etc. Wilson Bethel. I, I have no idea who this is. He's in Heart but, of Dixie, but Generations of, Kill. Heart of Dixie. I feel mm. like I should know what that is, but I don't. Um, he's going to be joining Marvel Daredevil Season 3 on Netflix. He's going to portray an FBI agent whose role is reportedly critical to what's going on between Matt Murdock um, and Wilson Fisk. That we don't know any more about the series' regular role. Blah, blah, blah. Some fans are presuming that he might be Sin Eater, a.k.a. Stanley Carter. All right, Sin Eater. Interesting choice. I don't... But I don't think he becomes Sin Eater in the season. Like, if that's if that's where they go, maybe they set him up for somewhere down the line. Because I have a hard time thinking that it's not... It can't not be Bullseye. Everybody wants Bullseye. He's the right next step. With the return of Wilson Fisk. Um, I, I, so we'll I, see. We'll see. I mean, I just think they're kind of just throwing out there, you know, 
kind of any casting news at this point of any type because I, I, I think that they don't have major casting. Well, look, this is Sin Eater is all fan speculation, and we know how well that hits. Well, and it's also like, really, Sin Eater is the way they're going to go? Well, of but all the choices to make, Sin Eater, I just, I don't but see that. I, I see Sin Eater working because, it, it, I see Sin Eater working because if you sort of play him down from right. the books. Sure. Right? He is a regular dude. He gets injected with some shit. He gets a little bit of power. I get that. Like, he is like, you know what I mean? Like, origin-wise, he is very loosely, there's like sure. Luke Cage, you sure. know, like vibe, like... Yeah. I could see him being a grounded, super-powered villain for that world. Right. It's just a weird character to choose, though. And there's no way he could be the seasoned villain. No, he, it has to be Bullseye. It has to be. If they don't do Bullseye, I think people are going to riot. Well, I guess we'll find out. All right. Harley Quinn, a Harley Quinn animated series, is coming oh. to the upcoming DC digital service. Um Criminal Queen Pin of Gotham City. Yeah, I'm done. Is, is, that's what they're kind of teasing it as. No, they're they're teasing it as she, well, she's broke up with the Joker, right? So now she wants to become the crime queen pin, you know, like the head of all crime in Gotham City, which is not her character at all. But I don't know. It's I I, I have to I'd have to see it more. I agree with you. It is so not her character. But in the current in the current iteration of Harley. She's not with the Joker because the Joker is still MIA, sort of, kind of, but not really. Um, and she's kind of doing her own thing. She's like kind of crime lord, but not really. She's Ugh. more into like just making her own way. I don't know. Like there's room to play. Um, I'm but done. I don't know. I'm done with Harley Quinn. I'm not, I'm not done with Harley. I'm she's done with so certain versions of Harley Quinn. Oversaturated and, and just... Well, no, I don't mean Margot Robbie. Harley I don't Quinn mean, is and, and of course, and they're going to gonna offer her. They're going to offer her the the role of voicing this character. You think in this so? Cartoon. It said in Does the article. Say that? Yeah. Oh. And I'm just, and it's not just Margot Robbie. I'm just done with Harley Quinn. I'm just, I, I think it's so oversaturated, and I just, I mean, I understand why there's a certain, you know titillating appeal to the character i get that and i'm i'm a joker fan I'm the biggest joker fan you know and i mean all of you yeah. and, and so you know there is a certain aspect of the character that's like yeah of course i'm gonna totally you know be into the character a little bit but right. they have just gone off the reservation with this character i don't know i, I, I i'm mean, gonna reserve i'm gonna reserve so, judgment so oversaturated you know like it's not you know like Again, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far into the weeds with this, but let's be honest. She, she's a psychotic made so by the Joker, and she has some guns and some hammers. Yeah, but she's so not that anymore. Yeah, but I. Yeah, I understand. But where, where you know, like I just don't. I I just don't. She's really evolved as a character. I understand. She walks a fine. I mean, in in some of the books, she's as much good a guy as she is a bad guy. Well, Okay. So, I mean, she walks a really she, weird line. She is like DC's <clears throat> Deadpool. So oversaturated, <clears throat> so unexplainably still around. You, you know, like there's a lot She's uh, beloved. Well, I, of course she's yeah. beloved, but I mean from a 
just from you know i don't want to say realistic standpoint cuz i'll get slaughtered but from a from a standpoint of the the fact that this character mm. it doesn't make sense that this character has evolved the way that it has i i don't think it makes sense that she's evolved the I way that she I've has i've read most versions it's the same thing with deadpool i don't understand See, to how me, far off the reservation Deadpool Deadpool is more of an enigma than Harley Quinn. I've read most yeah, but of Harley. Trying, I no, but I've read most of Harley's books since she has, since she has made her way to the actual comic book universe. Because remember, she originally started in the animated sure. series, blah, blah blah. So I've read most of her books, and she's really had a great character evolution. So I see why she's still around. The problem is that the Harley right now is not the same Harley as the Harley we got when it started, but. In all fairness, what version of the what character right now is the same no, I, character as when they started? Sure, I get that. You know, she's had a pretty good evolution. Again, I am not super excited by this. I yeah. am interested by it, and I will see where it goes before I re- before I comment any further. We got our first look this uh, today at Brenton Thwaites, Thwaites, uh, Thwaites, who will be playing Robin in DC's Titans, which is also going direct to their digital service. Um, Titan also stars Anna Dip as Starfire. <laughs> dip. Diop. Dip. I think it's Dick Diop. Grayson. Diop, maybe. Tegan Croft as Raven. Minka Kelly as Don Granger, a.k.a. Dove. Alan Richson as Hank Hall, Minka a.k.a. Kelly. Hawk. Uh-huh. Doesn't Minka Kelly do a voice on Titans Go? She might. Am I wrong about that? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, and Lindsay Gort as police detective Amy Rohrbach. Um, Who's Hawk? Uh, Alan Richson. Oh, I didn't see it. Um, so how do I feel about this? Um, I don't know. I like Titans. It's not tied to anything else, which means it has the potential to be okay and not be sullied by Gotham. I don't or think the cinematic universe. I think I think it, you know. I think to the opposite. I wish they had said it in the Arrowverse. I, I wish as well, but I don't think that Warner Brothers has given. I still don't think Warner Brothers has given them the okay to use those characters. Oh, but it's okay it's, it was hard enough to get their... Superman for two episodes, right? And you know they finally let they finally let Stephen Amell drop bruce wayne's name right so like those characters are so because you know they're doing so well oh yeah for the cinematic you can't universe. ruin them for the cinematic universe Ugh. ryan johnson they, if they had a brain in there if they had a brain amongst them they they would have attached it to that stupid tv universe. not stupid sorry they would have attached it to the tv universe Ryan Johnson. Johnson says that the new Star Wars trilogy will not be the old Republic. And that's too bad. It is too bad, but I take what he said. I read his, his exact quote was, um, oh, they love Knights of the Old Republic. Johnson said, I played that game when it first came out and I was like, God, I loved it. Yeah, that's a fantastic game. And I understand it. The instinct to automatically go to something that you know and love that you've already seen. To me, what's really fun is the notion of what new stuff are we going to see? What new stories can we tell? So remember, Old Republic is essentially dead. It's not part of not even the loosely tied whatever that whatever the name is for the for the canon universe. It's not any way, shape or form. I take Ryan Johnson, what he says and what we know about this universe already. 
And if he truly is a fan of the source material, you know, maybe dips his toe in there. He can't say we're going to make Knights of the Old Republic because they're not. I get that. But that doesn't say that they can't still explore that time period. Correct. Because we've gotten we've gotten hints via Rogue One that that time period exists. Right. Right. There were clues in Rogue One that references back to stuff that happened in the Old Republic. Sure. So, you know. Maybe they're not remaking the game into a cinematic universe, but maybe they're going to play around in that time period. Well, I could see that. I could see that. It's I, too early. I think, you know, the two most popular theories to come out of the Ryan Johnson hiring uh-huh. were Old Republic and Legacy. Right. I don't think they can do Legacy because, well, well they have to change Legacy. They again, would have to change it again, significantly. Again, they could play in the Legacy universe. Yeah, agreed. You know, but they would have to change it so significantly sure. as to be not really. Right. So instead sense. of being, you know, a Skywalker, he's a Kenobi or he's a Ray or whatever Ray is. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, they're, they're a redundant. He's a solo like there's or he's a nobody. Or he's a no, no, can't no, he's got to, well, no, they, they've got to make him. He has to have some tie back to Luke because no, no, I know because that. Luke is a, as a. Uh, as a spirit force figure in legacy yeah. is kind of important to yep. to where it starts at least. Totally. It becomes way less important as it goes on, but right. to where it starts at least. So you can play in that world. There's some really great You characters. could do volume two because yeah. she's yeah, a solo. Right. So you could do, I mean, theoretically, right. theoretically, you could do that. There's a lot to play with in that world, eh, I think. Eh, I don't know. Um, I think the very last, do we have anything else? No, that's it. Oh, Product. The, uh, product, and I wanted to just quickly throw out there. Um, today is actually Walt Disney would be, would have been Walt Disney's birthday. So he passed away in 1966. Wow. Um, you know, he would have been, how many years old? 106 if he was still alive. Yeah. He died at 65. 106. 106 he'd be, huh? Yeah. Really? 1901 he was born. Yeah. He was 65 and 66. 76, 86, 96. Are you kidding me? 1901. Yeah. He would have been how old in 2017? 106, oh, 116. I'm sorry. Yes, I was sir. off by 10. Yes, sir. 116. You shaved a decade off the man. Um, but yeah, so Walt would have been 116. He died sadly. And miserable. 65 with lung <laughs> cancer. Nobody in their 90s and above is happy. Well, you know, every now and again you see those videos with the old people dancing. Lung cancer, but that guy hardly smoked but two, three cartons a day. A day, yeah. His original model of Epcot Center, I think, was made out of Marlboro, but... It's just an ashtray. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to Ashtray World. What uh? What is that? All right, so... Um, Massive thing. Product. I got, um, to no one's surprise... Well, maybe to someone's surprise, but I got the uh, Sideshow Premium Format... Black Canary piece. It nope. finally came in last week. Nope. No one's surprised. Well, I mean, some people were surprised like, wow, you actually went for it. Hey, were you surprised? Give the GVM line a call, 201-730-BKGS. Listen, financially, it was a big investment. If it wasn't for the fact that that, that Sideshow has flex payment. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, you know, let's talk about that. that. That, I think, is an important thing to bring up. I also had, to be quite honest with you, I also had like 50 bucks 
in rewards points. Oh, you did? Yeah, because I bought all those Campbell statues. Oh, right, and, right, right. So I've been sure. banking, and I had one of those. I had one of those scratch off scratch off gift cards that had like fifteen bucks. On wow, it. nice. So I had like you probably, pooled everything. I had like sixty or seventy bucks in credit. Let's and let's, then the flex payment. on Well, top sure. Of that. Let's give a. Let's give Sideshow some props. Sure. Number one, they have flex payments. They recognize so, the fact that their products are high end. Yep. And, and they as are such, they give you a they give you an interest free, multiple tiered payment option. Right. Which is, I mean, and you can decide what day and, and you know, it tells you, can you what the amount. You three, four, five, yeah. up to six different payments, I and, think. And it, well, no, it depends on the item. Right, right. Some of the items, the, they only have one or two. Couple, yeah, right. If it's, like, if it's in, like, the $200 price range. Those are, like, three but or four, but She depends. had four or five, I right, think, payments. Right, right, right. So. And uh, in addition to that, you have reward points. Right. So when you uh, open your account there. Uh, you get these uh, reward points every time you purchase stuff, and then you know you redeem the points later on for uh, breaks off of your newer products. So that's really cool. Um, and then yeah, and then anytime you see Sideshow, anytime at least in recent memory that I can remember seeing Sideshow out and about at a convention, they're always handing out these great little gift cards. Not, well, I guess they're gift cards, but the the mystery it's a mystery amount on the gift cards. So. Uh, yeah, so go over to sideshow.com. Definitely check out the incredible array of things that they sell. And, uh, you know, you can find your way on board, as they say. Um, Black Canary, that's different for you. Yeah, no. Because um, there was no premium green arrow. <laughs> not yet. I mean, if they if they eventually go down that line, you know that I will get it. Um, so this is based on the artwork of Stanley Lau. Uh-huh. Um, on the interwebs or the social media, he goes by Art Germ is his... Um, Art germ um, is his handle, but uh, yeah, so it's based on his design of the character. Um, he's actually had he's had there was another statue that he designed, not for sideshow, but for DC right. a while back. She's in the all blue jumpsuit with the megaphone. Yeah, that's also oh, that's uh, Stanley, Stanley Lau. Lau. Yep, that's uh, oh, I can't remember the name of that series, but yeah, yeah. but you know what I'm. It's, yeah. Is it Brave in the? It's not Brave. No, in the no, no. I don't. Whatever it is, shoot, I, I don't have that statue either. But yeah, um, you don't have that one. No, I don't have that one yet. Yet yet <laughs> um but yeah so this is the premium format statue um it's exactly what you come to expect from sideshow um she's huge first of all wow um everything is sculpted on her keep spinning it around yeah. Yeah. because there's still no picture no i was i was actually looking for some of the um specs yeah i think that she's like enormous the, yeah i think all of the um I think all the details on like who sculpted her. Um, I actually have the um, exclusive, which came with an additional little piece for the uh, what's it called? Now, what was that additional piece? Um, so her base, her base is like um, her base is like she's busted through a wall. It's like a bust down wall. Oh right, right. And there's a little piece of debris that's just a generic rock piece of like brick wall, which it comes with, but it comes with an alternate piece that has the wildcat poster oh the poster right it has like like the poster was on the piece of brick that fell on the ground you know it's wildcat's gym right right so, right um it's a nice little touch it's a nice but it's a beautiful piece um the the fishnets on her are not sculpted and not painted they're actual material right which um, sideshow does in the right. premium format yeah um but yeah it's it's a gorgeous huge monstrous piece that is forcing me to redesign my entire display. And it is almost sold out, OG. Yes, I know. that. Well, that's why I finally jumped on it. I had been debating it for quite some time. 
And um, I think the regular edition is sold out. I think only the premium or the whatever, the, the special edition is available. Um, but I had been sitting on it for quite some time. I have uh, the information you require, Thank sir. You, uh, Ian McDonald is your designer. Stanley Art Germ Lau is uh, the, the original design. Uh, we also have Chris Anka, Zach Rowan uh, working on design. Pablo Vigiano, Dan Ulrich. Who is the sculptor? Dan Ulrich? Dan Ulrich and Pablo Vigiano. Yeah. Sculptors. Uh, you got Daniel. And you got a whole bunch of people. Jeff Camp, Kat Sapine, uh, Dan Mahler and Tim Hansen worked on costume fabrication. Yep. And uh, the whole crew over there at Sideshow. Can, can I see that picture real quick? Oh. Picture? Do you, oh, do you have the picture? Oh, I there? just have the info at the oh, moment. Okay. Um, uh, la, la, 21 inches high, OG. Oh, Oof. yeah. She's huge. Um, and, 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 yeah, and she's... It says that uh, I'm looking at the Sideshow website, which you can also look at. It's a limited edition of 1500 and there is low stock remaining. 449 is going to be uh, your payment on this one. And, you know, that's not bad for a Sideshow premium format because usually when you're getting a premium format figure, you're getting a centerpiece for your collection. This is the kind of thing that you build your collection around now of course og is doing it a little differently because his collection is already humongous but like he said he's <laughs> going to redesign his collection so that this awesome black canary quarter scale statue oh no, no premium format premium format is what i should say ginormous uh, premium format statue is going to be the centerpiece of yeah. his black canary connection the collection so. sideshow getting me hook line and sinker these days Really? Yeah, I had pre-order something else from them too the other What'd day. What'd you have to get? So, sideshow. For those of you who've been listening long time to this show, oh boy, you may know that I am a J. Scott Campbell. What? Fan. No. Um, I did not order Abby, Abby Chase. Chase, and I pro- honestly, I probably will not order right. Abby Chase. I really thought you were gonna no, for that one. No. However, uh huh. They announced his next line for them. Yeah. Um, and they're the same scale as the as the Spider Man statues. Uh-huh. Right here in Studio Q OG yeah. has a fantastic sideshow uh J. Scott Campbell collection, uh, which includes Gwen Stacy. Uh it includes Black Cat, Felicia Hardy, uh, an awesome Spider Man, and of course Mary Jane Watson. And of course Mary Jane. Um so the new line of his with Sideshow is oh based on his fairy tale fantasies line. So those the first piece is, is Little the mermaid, mermaid. Yeah. And the second piece is Tinkerbell. Um and those are probably two of my favorite designs from the calendar series. Right. Um But the, those ones are the price points on those are like two hundred or less, one seventy five. Right. They're they much more smaller? manageable. Huh? Are they a little smaller than? Well, they're they're, they're the about same, that size. They're about that size. Those oh, were the, okay. that's those were the price points on yeah, those. Yeah, too. yeah. Spidey was the most expensive statue I, out. of I that would line. think so because he's the biggest. He's one, the biggest right? one. The, Although the, the, the Gwen Stacy one had to the be the Gwen most. Gwen is my favorite. It's probably the most complex, right? It the, because that that because the umbrella is a whole separately sculpted piece. Right, it actually right, right, comes right. out of her hand, yeah. and the which you can't see sitting down where you are, but her base her base has the. Um, so she's walking in the rain with the umbrella. Yeah. The base is the water droplets. And yeah. The, they're sculpted bouncing up yeah. off the base. It's yeah. a really gorgeous. The whole it line is. is gorgeous. If you're a Spider-Man fan, it's a fantastic line. So I'm kind of surprised. Then why not Abby Chase? A couple of reasons. As much as I love Campbell, Danger, and I like Danger Girl, but. You were a huge Danger I Girl was, fan. But if I have to be selective in what I collect, 
right? The fairy tales fantasies fits a lot of different. First of all, it hits Campbell's aesthetic, which I like. I've always been a fan. And they're all loosely based on Disney designs. They're not based on classic right. designs. They're loosely I'm a, based I'm a, on I'm Disney. A Disney guy. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Is, I, I uh, can justify those. What was I going to ask you? Um, do you have the action figure? Which Figures, action figure? The the Danger the, Girl. Danger Girl. They exist in my collection in a box <laughs> in an attic. Yes, I have Somewhere. them all. I have them all. Which is, Those there are was, really there were four well figures in that line. Yeah, that was, it was really the three well. girls and the one and the, the dude. The dude, yeah, the bad guy. I forget his name. It's super nuts. Yeah. That was a huge figure. It was. he was like he was like jacked. Um but yeah. So Those are good sculpts though. They were very good sculpts. Yeah. Those were those were McFarlane, believe it or not, I believe, put those out. Were they? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. Yeah. Remember that. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, the Black Canary piece, I mean, if you're a fan, you know, there are a limited available. Go grab it. But if not, seriously, give Sideshow a look. They oh, have yeah. sales going on for, for the holidays right now. Yeah. There are the rewards lot. points. There are the flex pay options. They give you a lot of opportunity to get your hands on pieces you right. want if you can't plunk down 400 and something dollars all at once. I mean, you know, we talk about Sideshow quite a great deal on this program. And the reason is because you're getting the high quality uh, right. from Sideshow. Whether it's the stuff that sh- uh, Sideshow creates themselves, like the Black Canary Premium format, whether it's uh, some of their import lines, like Hot Toys right. and some of the other things. Uh, Sideshow is the high-end quality company uh, for your collectibles, so definitely give them uh, a check. And uh, stay tuned to this program to hear more about Sideshow collectibles in the future. There you go. I think, Big Kev. I don't hear the... Um, oh, it's there. It, it's ramping up. <laughs> oh, there it is. There now it is. I hear it. Don't forget, you can check us out online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. You can, uh, there are links to subscribe to the podcast right on the site. Of course, if you go into your favorite podcast app, either search Geek Stuff in some or Big Kev's Geek Stuff in the other. Keep looking until you find us. We're there. Alexa, play Geek Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Beyond Pod, Google Play, iTunes oh, wow. is all geek stuff. Some of the other apps are Big Kev's geek stuff. I don't know why, but uh, we I, discovered that <laughs> a couple pretty, weeks ago. Pretty sure that's your fault. Uh, no, I, I, that's that goes back to Mr. Fantastic. Wow. Because he set all of that up. Oh, I and see. And most of those things just feed off the same feed. I don't have to submit that feed to all those places. It can, just picks up on them after can we, a while. Can we fix that? I have now? to figure out what's causing it. Um, of course, on social media, I am Geek Stuff OG across all the platforms, including the PlayStation Network. I am Big Kev GS on the Xbox Network. When I'm on, I haven't been on a while, and uh, because I don't know. Um, and I'm Big Kev. Nope, I'm BK Geek Stuff on all the rest of that stuff. And PK, who isn't here, is. K. Robert Marlowe on Instagram. I yeah. I don't know. He'll tell you next week when he's back. <laughs> Whatever he is. Whatever he is. No, we love PK. We hope that he's having Sure. Um, I think, though. Yes, sir. With that being said. Yes, with that being said, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev Geek Stuff to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying, Troll the Respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music.
Steps in and sees you through. 